Hello and welcome to a, another very exciting episode of Best Picture Rewind, the special series on Oscar Central, in which Lex and I will be discussing previous Best Picture winners during the Oscars offseason. Today we are discussing a film that I know a lot of people are not like super fond of as a Best Picture winner, Out of Africa. Lex, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Um I watched this movie last night and you know it it's a movie um it's a movie that exists and it's yep. a movie that has Meryl Streep and Robert Redford and um yeah no um I you know what I'll even give to it? talk about this movie but uh we're gonna I will even give this film that it is a movie movie like it is a movie that feels like a movie that's for sure my mom was telling me that she went to see it like in the theater when it came out yeah. and I can't imagine that it would have played better in a cinema setting because, like, they filmed in Africa, um, despite the movie being called Out of Africa. Most of it takes place in Africa. Um, and they filmed there. And there were some, like, very beautiful, like... Oh, the cinematography in it is gorgeous. Right. And, like, the score is lovely. So I can yeah. see that, like, it it is a movie movie. It is epic. It's just that... You know, the thing with the movie movie test is is a film can be a movie movie and not be good. Uh, <laughs> really not best but, picture. Good. Yeah. So for anyone listening who is not familiar, um, Out of Africa is a 1985 epic romance drama film directed by Sidney Pollack. It is based very loosely on the 1937 autobiography Out of Africa by um, Isaac Dennison, which is the pseudonym of Karen Blixen. But it also draws on her other books as well. And like in some ways, actually, from what I've read, draws more on the other books than on the one called Out of Africa. Um, so why they still called it that, I'm not positive. The screenplay was written by Kurt Lutka. I, I probably said that wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm not good with like Scandinavian-esque names. Uh, and it stars Meryl Streep and Robert Redford, two people that I generally like quite a bit. And it received very positive reviews when it came out. But I think now, like I went to Letterboxd because I always like to, you know, see like, especially with films that are older like this. Okay, like what what are other people now thinking about it as opposed to how they felt about it when it came out? And I think this is one of those movies that, like, winning Best Picture actually probably really soured the film because I do think I would be a little more generous towards it if it wasn't a Best Picture winner. And we'll talk more about what it beat and, you know, a little bit. But mostly I was, like, cinematography is gorgeous. The score by, I think it's John Barry, is beautiful. Um, otherwise, I was very bored. <laughs> And it's very long. It's a very long movie. And it has no right being as long as it is. Like and for what? For what? There was a moment where I noticed that there's like a five minute shot of just like cows being moved down a road. And I was like, this is why it's almost three hours long. Well, and the, like, <laughs> credits, like I'm personally like not opposed to a movie that starts with credits. Yeah. But I swear they credited every person under the sun in the first like 17 minutes. Also, that opening narration, I was like, okay, let's let's just actually get to the story. Yeah. Like, and I'm not someone who, like, I like a good movie that's told, like, in a, like, retrospective, looking back, whatever. But it went on for too long. I, I also have weird feelings about this movie because it's very, like, rich white people go to Africa and discover it is nice. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It was It was the colonizer vibes for me. 
okay, truly, I was like, oh, okay, colonization. And they they do give a little attempt to like, you know, combat that whole idea. I feel like the character of Robert Redford is supposed to be our sort of like anti-white colonist person. But I'm like, Mans is still out here hunting ivory. And like, yeah. you know, I went on... I went on the old Kilimanjaro safari at the uh, Animal Kingdom. Like I remember, yeah, where you got that to, plot line, where yeah. you got to fight poachers. Yeah, I'll never forgive Disney for. I remember I took my cousin on that. I was like, just wait, yep. just wait. When we have to drive right? away from the poachers, it's gonna be so fun. And then we didn't yep. do that. And then we didn't. Yeah, I um, but no, truly, like the moment in that like first early scene where they're like the ivory tusks, I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> no, like. You know, I'm no PETA animal yeah. rights activist kind of person, but like Same. that sort of thing really does bother me. Same that and the shooting of the lions. I, I didn't like, like that either. It's like it, it, I don't know. It, Especially, I I if she had like if they'd shot the lion in the earlier scene where they don't shoot the lion, where she like thinks she's about to get eaten, that would have been one thing for me. But I was like, one thing, but like right, just game yeah. sport. Like oh. Look at you. That took no talent. I truly, um, it, it just made me really mad on top of like, so it was like, I'm already not thrilled with this whole like colonizer vibe that we have going on. And then they add in some like, you know, animal cruelty. Um, and I was like, can I leave? Um, it felt to me a little bit like that bit in community where it's like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at animal cruelty. <laughs> Stop. Well, okay, but the film, I, I can definitely see where, like, Sidney Pollack is trying to make it not racist in right. a way. You know what I mean? Particularly like, for 1985. Exactly. Like, it, it definitely feels like, you know, I'm not saying that it's not, because I think there definitely are, like, colonizer undertones, the way that the white characters are so much more developed than the African characters, like, all of that. But it's not as, like, in your face as the, like... And, and there's nobody questioning the animal cruelty in this. Whereas I feel like we do have this Robert Redford character who's kind of like, you come in here with your plans for farms, like, you know, right. whatever. Um, I also, okay, there were plot lines in this, so as boring as I did find parts of it where I was like, excuse me, like, I obviously, I, I, I've seen parts of this before, but I had forgotten most of what I knew of it. And, um... I did not remember the syphilis plot line. Oh, yeah. I never. Yeah, I was like. This was a shock to me. I feel like that's something that would stick with you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's also, I will say, like, in terms of syphilis plot lines, kind of a boring one because. That's very true. Like, that sounds funny, but. As a historian, a lot of times when someone like went mad in history, it's because they reached like late stage syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's a lot of the people who you hear about, like, oh, they went insane or something. It's like, yeah, it was syphilis. Um, like that's what happened to Theo Van Gogh, my dog's namesake. Um, but this was kind of like, oh, she is, she, she just looked kind of tired. She looked like I did, honestly, after my thesis defense. Um, and they were like, she's got syphilis. She's got to go away to Denmark. And then she came back and was fine. <laughs> like, she just needed a little nap. Honestly, honestly. I was like, she just looks like any like grad student, law school student, med school student I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so to get into it. 
what are your thoughts on Meryl Streep in this movie? In some weird ways, I don't know. For first of all, I learned that I don't really know um, Western European dialects that well um, <laughs> because I yeah. thought she was French, but apparently she's Danish. Um, <clears throat> but that's also like I don't know if that's necessarily slight at her, um, if and more slight at me of like, no, you dumb idiot, like you just can't identify an accent. Quite possible. Um, I had the thought like I. I love Meryl Streep. Who doesn't love Meryl Streep? She's, you know, an icon. I think what we kind of forget is, like, her... Obviously, she, like, has, I, I think, the most Oscar nominations out of any other actress. Um, and she was nominated for this one. Um, I think what we forget, though, is that her career has kind of ebbed and flowed over the decades. And this was when she was... Um, like at her peak though like this was when like she'd had Kramer versus Kramer and Deer Hunter like she's coming off multiple Oscar nominations when she does this movie and I could see I could see that like it was very evident just in watching her and Robert Redford together that like these were two of the big names of the time um you know I think in recent years she's reached a point of her career where she kind of like and pick movies just because she wants to do it because she could retire. She could have retired 10 years ago and been fine. Like, I don't think she went into like Mamma Mia and was like, oh, I'm going to get an Oscar nomination for this. She should have. Um, but like, e but even still, like there are roles that you can tell that she's picking now that like she's just doing because she wanted to do them and she still gets nominated for them, like Into the Woods or Florence Foster Jenkins. But I think, yeah. you know, <laughs> she'd had like this Florence Foster Jenkins. That's that should have won. That's a film. We, we could talk about that. Um, but it's one of those things where watching this, you know, she kind of hit this peak at this point of her career. And then she kind of dipped a little bit, like from the late mm -hmm. 80s through the 90s and then made kind of yeah. to the 2000s. But it's like, I could just see that, like, first of all, I don't believe in commenting on a woman's appearance, but especially when it comes to aging, because like, that's natural and like, let's stop fighting it. But yeah. Woman does not age. Like she looks okay. exactly the same in this movie as she does in Mamma Mia. Uh, no, what really struck me at one point whenever I was watching it is how similar I feel like she looks in this movie to how she looks in Julie and Julia. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, dark hair. And so it's just like this yeah. thing where, you know, this wasn't my favorite performance of hers, which is yeah. not to say she was bad. Like I don't really think it's her fault. I think it's the source material she's working with. Um I feel like she, was, like she was fine. She was fine. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if she'd won the Oscar, I've been like, Mm, she deserves right. more for Florence Foster James. <laughs> Maybe it definitely know, but... feels like she was not in any way like stretching her abilities in this role. Yeah. Like it's very like okay, yeah, I knew Meryl Streep could do that. Like right. Also, what really weirds me out, though, about this movie, and, like, maybe this is a hot take, I don't really know. I feel like her and Robert Redford do not have any chemistry together. No. Um, I generally love Robert Redford. Like, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of his work. Um, he was giving me very little in this. Uh, I felt like I did not... I think part of my issue with this is that so much of it, you know, is just about, like, her whole personal journey in Africa and whatnot, but it's also centered around this romance that we're supposed to care about, and I was, right. like, I don't really care, and I think part of it was that, like, they just didn't have great chemistry, so I was, like, yeah, okay, what, like, right, but 
I also think some of it's the writing and like the way that we're meant to care about these characters. And I just like was not caring that much. I found like I thought her relationship with her husband was a lot more interesting. I thought so too. And I thought they had yeah. chemistry. Okay, right, right. Like I kind of wanted like more there. I also was like the character of Berkeley was kind of my favorite. I was like, yeah. let's let's still more into what's happening here. Um but yeah, so like the romance wasn't really working for me. The whole like Africa thing was just giving me colonizer vibes. Robert Redford was kind of letting me down. Like he's fine. It also is. So there was like a big to do whenever this came out about the fact that that character like is based on a man who was English. Mm-hmm. Apparently I read something that said that like when they like he signed on to the movie to play it as English and Oh, interesting. Then they started filming and, like, his accent just wasn't okay. Um, Like, he just couldn't do it. And so they went back and, like, redid stuff and just let him be American. Um, But it was, like, a big deal that it was, like, he was supposed to be English and, like, he couldn't pull it off. Um, And so people were like, why is this character American? Which it does sort of, I, I think it works for the character fine, but I do get that it would be, like, a different vibe if that character was English. Yeah. I also think that, like, the way that they handle the war in it is kind of weird. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in this movie. It also, do you know what I mean if I say it doesn't, to be a period film, it doesn't really feel like a period film? Well, I thought so, too. Like, it felt to me, it didn't feel like a period film, and it didn't feel like an 80s film either. Which, like, I don't even mean in the sense that, like, you know, I think when we think 80s films, we tend to gravitate towards, like, either like rom-coms or like et and indiana jones or in star wars and like it didn't right i don't mean in that way it just like i mean thematically it didn't feel like an 80s movie it didn't feel like to me it felt like a film made in the 70s see to me it felt like a film made in the 90s for some reason like early 90s yeah you You know what i can see that i can see that all right but like it just, it feels really weird. It feels like it doesn't really properly feel like a period film. And I think maybe part of that is, I don't know if it's the way that it's shot or something. Like, especially in this time period, I feel like you have more of, I don't know, a set, like, aesthetic that a lot of period films have. And it's not just that it's, like, set in Africa and all of that. Like, because even the parts that are very white do not feel like a normal period movie. Um, I just... I don't know. It's one of those movies that I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I've got some issues with it content-wise. It's also, they, they they say it's, like, based on this actual story of this woman. It is a very loose basis on Like, essentially, yeah. Yeah, like, more so. And, like, the next movie that we're going to talk about, which I'm not going to say yet, but, like, is a very accurate depiction of the real person it's based on. So... That also just had me, like, thinking about this whole thing. And, like, there's things in her life that I was reading about that, like, actually sounded, like, more interesting than what we see in the film. Like, apparently she went through, like, several miscarriages before the whole syphilis incident. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when she gets that confirmation that she, like, definitely can't have children, it, like, hits a little more, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Like, if you did that cinematically. And I guess, like, I don't know, maybe in the 1980s we just like weren't talking about miscarriages and films we still barely do but like i'm just like okay well that would have given it a little bit more depth and i would have cared a little bit more right um when she's all like i can't have children i'm like okay like 
what were we ever given a reason to like feel like that's important to this character like I don't know I just felt like it, I also got like a little bit and maybe this is because I was having trouble paying attention to it because you know I wasn't watching enough cinema and like I was you know kept getting distracted because there were bits of it that were so boring but I also felt like there were some plot lines that were a little convoluted yeah um particularly to deal with the husband like there were times where I was like I have no idea where he is right now like yeah I am lost <laughs> um where has he gone how do I get him back uh <laughs> but yeah do you have anything else that you want to say about the movie itself before we move into talking about awards no (laughs) i i was so bored for most of it like there were some compelling scenes but i was so bored and it was so long it's 161 minutes that's three full hours um Nearly half a work day I spent watching this film. <laughs> and I just, like, I, I was not a fan. I was, like, I don't yeah. know if you can say I straight up hated it. But, right. like, I did not care for it. If they had trimmed down a good hour, I think it could have been fine. But even it, then, it still would have had all the issues around, like, it's colonizing <laughs> and the animals and the, yeah like, but like i wouldn't like have those last five boring. minutes i was in physical pain i was like please make this end i also feel like the end like doesn't really hit like it's kind of no, just it like doesn't. oh no it doesn't like, okay like a lot happens like kind of rapidly and um I, I think that is part of it, though, is that I just, like, could not get emotionally invested in it, which is weird because in some ways, like, you would think that, like, this would be the kind of thing that I would, like, enjoy. Like, I generally like biopics of women. I generally like, you know, this time period, like, and I'm interested in sort of the colonization of Africa, like, as a, but obviously, like, I'd rather see it in a way that, like, is willing to fully grapple with it um but yeah it just it was a letdown all around I feel like um but still better than Crash I will give it still that. better than Crash <laughs> I will agree even though like, Crash was not that long it no was long though, it, it was long. it was as boring <laughs> it was as boring um okay so in terms of the Oscars um this film was eligible for the 58th Academy Awards the ceremony fun fact was hosted by Jane Fonda Alan Alden and Robin Williams wow which is an all-timer like that's that's a trio that's genuinely three of my favorite people who have ever been in the entertainment industry like I'm so fascinated by that um but this movie was nominated for um 11 awards best picture best director best actress best supporting actor for the guy who played the husband um best adapted screenplay yeah best art direction best cinematography best costume design best film editing best original score and best sound it won best picture best director best adapted screenplay best art direction best cinematography best original score and best sound um so it won seven awards cocoon won two awards which cocoon is a film that i <laughs> love fun fact i used oh, to watch cocoon, cocoon so much when i was like in like middle school um because my parents really liked that movie and witness won two awards um 
But a fun fact, this is not a fun fact at all. <laughs> this is a depressing fact. Is that the color purple and out of Africa both had 11 nominations and the color purple went home empty handed. Let I, that sink in. Do you know what I think actually should have won Best Picture in 1985? What? And it wasn't even nominated. And I'm not joking. Okay. I'm trying to be funny. I think it should have gone to Back to the Future. Okay. I literally saw someone on Letterboxd who was like, you're telling me that this film yeah. um, won Best Picture when Back to the Future existed? Like, I'm so sorry. Are we still talking about Out of Africa? Is there an Out of Africa musical, like, currently on the West End coming to Broadway right now? Well, my thing is that so. I don't think anyone would ever talk about Out of Africa if it hadn't won Best Picture. Like, right. we're, like we're still talking about Back to the Future. Like, right. I understand that in 1985, no one was like, oh, this is going to be a cultural milestone of a film. But, like, right. we we didn't know how well that movie was going to age. But, like, I don't know. Like, just looking at, because at the top of the Wikipedia page, it said that... um back to the future was among the nominees which it lost one um what award it should have won i'm so sorry say you say me is a good song lionel richie i like you lionel richie but you're gonna look me <laughs> dead in the eye and tell me the power of love by huey lewis and the news didn't win best original song like get serious get yeah. serious yeah um if there's anything like with like going back to out of africa sorry to like go on my back to the yeah <laughs> we know i love back to the future yeah. um if there's any ones that i do actually like i'm okay with it winning like mm-hmm. i'm okay with it winning best cinematography same um, and i'm okay with it i'm even okay with it winning best art direction even though i personally would have given that one to the color purple yeah um, but like i'm not necessarily like mad if that's going to be one of the winners right um, and i'm it winning best original score is the one that i'm like yeah that's where i would have actually voted for this movie like it won best sound over back to the future get yes the, get the fuck out yeah i'm so sorry when that although i will say the way that's okay than some lions dying no no i will say that this is back when sound was still split so oh, back to true. the future did win best sound effects editing uh, that's and then Out of okay. Africa won Best Sound, which I still, like, I don't think it's a great Best Sound winner, but at least Back to the Future did one, but... get, yeah, I, I agree. But they did the way... tend to split them back then sometimes. They got, Back to the Future's got the sounds of uh, Marty McFly singing Johnny Be Good. Uh, he's <laughs> going for it. We said go for it, Marty, and they said no, we're giving it to Out of Africa. I'm really... Like, there are things where I'm like, okay, thank God this didn't win. Like, the film editing, thank God it didn't win that. Because that's one no, where I'm like, why is it nominated? This movie felt so long. And, like, pacing is so much It should have had more editing. Editing. Yeah, truly. Like, like edit it further, please. Um, I, it's, it's such a weird, like, I would not give this screenplay in a million years. No. Um, no, especially when. Color purple. Exactly. I would have given it over um kiss of the spider woman either exactly i also like i've not seen prizzy's honor um yeah i haven't either yeah yeah Um, but like prizzy's honor though because it's it won angelica houston a oscar yeah you love angelica houston yeah i um it's interesting that out of africa won so much and didn't win any um acting awards but also like as it shouldn't have so like i'm not complaining about that it's just 
funny to me whenever you have a film that's able to like sweep so many awards but then can't get a single acting one um I truly like it's okay the fact that not only like did Sidney Pollack win best director the fact that Spielberg wasn't nominated for director for the color purple is wild to me mm. yeah and I'm so sorry but the fact that Robert Zemix wasn't nominated for back to the future I mean genuinely though like I just think if you look at like what from this year had like real staying power it's color purple and back to the future exactly it's like those two films. the end it's those two films like that's like pack it up like <laughs> I mean if if I was gonna make a I'm like looking through the things that are nominated this year but if I was going to make an argument for a third film it wouldn't be out of Africa it would be witness like yeah yeah witness is good because you know I mean because Harrison Ford is always relevant but like <laughs> um the fact also it just feels so like the academy that they would give the best picture not to the film actually about like black people in the american south but to the film about white colonizers in africa uh <laughs> like that's a little on the nose y'all but yeah i this is one where i'm like i would so like of what's nominated I would so easily vote for The Color Purple over Out of Africa. I might even vote for Witness over Out of Africa. Actually, I probably would. Um, I, say I definitely seen Prissy's Honor over Out of Africa. I, it's like, I don't want to say because I've not seen Prissy's Honor that I would rank this last, but like, it, it, it might be. Um, yeah, I, is there anything, okay. Is, are there nominations that you would take away from it? Are there nominations that you would give it that it doesn't have? That's so funny. Like, no. Uh, um, yeah, I would take away a few nominations. Uh, yep, I, take yep. away, I would take away Best Picture, for sure. And I'd yep. put it in Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd take out Out of Africa. Hmm, I'd take out Out of <laughs> Africa. Um, I'd take out Best Director, and I would put in either um, Spielberg or... Um, yeah. Director, same back to the future, Robert Zemix. Um, yeah, I'd put. I'm not mad about Klaus Maria Brandauer, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that name. Yeah. Um, but there's a part of me that just still thinks that Christopher Lloyd should have gotten one for Back to the Future for supporting actor. I either would have given that instead to Christopher. Lloyd or even like even like to Danny Glover for the color mm. purple yeah like um yeah supporting actress it wasn't nominated mm. um what we now know is adapted to screenplay I would have given it to color purple yeah but I um, like I don't I guess I don't hate like I don't I don't know what I would replace out of Africa with, but if you told me you wanted to take that away from it, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. There was probably some <laughs> adapted thing in 1985 that that would um, have been a better choice. Yeah. I yeah. um score on that map. It can keep score. Yeah. It can have a really pretty score. Mm-hmm. Um it I wouldn't give it sound. I would give it to Back to the Future or I'd even give it to a chorus line because Yeah. When you're working with a musical, 
there's an element of sound and i understand that like it's not sound edit like yes yeah, sound effects actually maybe that's what i would replace in best adapted screenplay a chorus i would line? pop a chorus line in there yeah I'd pop a chorus line yeah i'd pop yeah. a chorus line. <laughs> um but i think anytime you're working with a musical right there's an element already that like exactly not necessarily gonna have and mm-hmm. this doesn't warrant having any sort of um like leg up over uh chorus line or even back to future yeah um art direction again i'm not mad about it i would personally give it to the color purple but i'm not i wouldn't take away the nomination for art direction but i would give the winner to color purple if that makes sense yeah i don't know i might i might even take the freaking art direction nomination if i could give it to back to the future Wait, yeah, no, we're giving everything to Back to the Future, yeah. the best film. Well, okay, just like the DeLorean is one of the like most impressive set pieces that and most true. iconic set pieces ever made. Like and the fact that they were able to kind of take like the same set but mm-hmm. make it in different time periods, precisely very impressive. The time period work I really like. Yeah, I actually recently rewatched Back to the Future, um, like two weeks ago, iconic. and like I forget how like good that scene is when marty goes back and he doesn't realize that he's yes. gone back and he's like realizing yes. he's in his town but it's not yep. his town. and that yep. that set design yeah you're right you're right yeah. um <laughs> i'm not mad about it winning or getting a nomination for cinematography, cinematography. i do Same. think it's one of those situations though where it um is not necessarily cinematography it's the scenery that it's working with yeah that beautiful scenery to work with but you know whatever it's fine it captures it well um and then what costume design it was nominated but it didn't win and i'm okay with that i i think the costume design is the epitome of like it's fine like it's perfect like it feels very much like if you were gonna like go do like a high school production of like ragtime (laughs) like (laughs) there you're like ah okay there's but without any of the like interesting pieces in fact <laughs> right like, or like you I know also high think, school production of my fair lady where you're like ah, oh, okay i also just am like i'm looking at what the else that costume designer has done and like i generally like her work more than this and i don't think it's bad work but like this is not what i would give her nominations for yeah like she did sophia coppola's marie internet she did grand budapest hotel she's doing asteroid city this year like so she likes the wes anderson's yeah, which actually and that kind of makes sense. Grand Budapest Hotel had gorgeous costumes, right? Um, and then I would not the fact that whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. you're gonna mm-hmm. look me dead in the mother f and I and tell me you're gonna give Out of Africa and film editing nomination over Back to the Future and the color purple joke. I and- also think the color purple deal. I also think here's another thing. Looking at both Back to the Future and The Color Purple, both of them have, like, different time periods that we see these characters through. Like, I think, like, one of the things that I like about The Color Purple is how well it deals with the time jumps throughout the movie. This movie, like, Out of Africa also spans quite a number of years, and there is no sense of that. There's no, yeah. Well, like, in, I don't know, like, for the time, right? Like, you mm-hmm. watch something like Back to the Future today, and you're like, okay, these effects, like, we've come a long way. But yeah. for the time, that man, or Mandalorian, <laughs> that DeLorean, <laughs> um, yeah. 
God, give me a cut of the Back to the Future where the Mandalorian just shows up. Oh my God, that's Grogu safe in 1985. Uh, But like, you know, that DeLorean zooming past when they put Einstein in the DeLorean and Mm. that's good stuff for 1985. Like, it's, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that Back to the Future didn't get a nomination for that. That's also i'm so sorry this has nothing to do with anything because out of africa wasn't nominated in this category and neither was yeah or back to feature but i did not realize return to oz was nominated for best visual effects yeah it makes my heart happy to know that return to oz is a oscar nominated film right it it almost does it almost feels like i'm okay with the fact that geppetto is not an oscar nominated film even though (laughs) Geppetto was a made-for-TV movie, and I do think it was nominated for some movies, but, um, man, Return to, Return to Oz, that's, can we do a series on, um, movies that very, like, movies that do not deserve to be called Oscar-nominated films, and we could talk about Return to Oz. I'm dead. I love Return <laughs> to Oz. Sue me. I love this video. What a great, what a great. I should have. Uh, why was I not alive in 1985? My God, I would have had so much fun. Um, um. Also, the way that you said that gave me real vibes of the whole like, if I could be anybody, dead or alive. I don't think I'd want to be my dad in 1985. No. I don't. Think I wouldn't want to be, be my, my mom either. in 1985 either. I'd like to meet them in 1985, but I'd want to go be my own person. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out when my mom. Was she been in college or was she been a flight attendant yet? My mom would have been in middle school in 1985. I'm, yeah. My dad would have been in high school. I'm trying to think this through. I'm like literally like, yeah, no, my mom was still in college, I think. Because I was like, if it was, if it was her flight attendant years, then like, yeah. Like, I was around in 1985. Man, I'd like to be a flight attendant in 1985. Right? I don't know why in my mind I got like the nice 80s hair. Because yeah. everybody's hair looked amazing in the 80s. No, my mom literally looked like, you know, the first time that we see Sally and when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Like, that's the hair. I'd so buy that. I could yeah. see my mom rocking that. Right. Uh, I'd have great hair. Mm-hmm. I, like, some nice 80s tunes, a little, mm-hmm. like, Rio speed wagon, a little Tears for Fears pumping through the airplane speakers as everyone boards. And there's just these nice look in 1980s people and i'm serving them cocktails in first class i'd be happy actually here's a fun um connection here um when my mom was a flight attendant she did meet paul newman on a flight and had a long talk with him where they in which they talked about his wife um (laughs) because my mother is a big fan of joanne woodward um and paul newman won his honorary academy award this year um in 1985 so there we go Um, Newman, we love you now, if there's one thing I wouldn't have been doing in 1985, it would have been supporting Out of Africa at the Oscars. Um, yeah. I would have stood outside the Academy and raged. Um, <laughs> I also would have gone on the local news and been like, I'm so sorry, but The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News is one of the best songs ever written. Um, I love this. No shade of Mr. Lionel Richie. I do like Lionel Richie, but God, I think of all the, uh, of all, like not even nominations but all the snubs of back to the future besides best picture i also i mean i don't know it's just it's weird to look at like because it's what you were saying right like it's very on brand at the academy even in 1985 to give out of africa best picture 
But, like, we're not going to nominate something like Back to the Future because, like, probably at the time, it was, like, looked at as, like, lowbrow, right? Like, it was probably, like, oh, this was this big. It'd be, like, if, you know, like, an, like an, or a Marvel movie or something, um, which, you know, obviously there's the anomaly of Black Panther, right? But, like, you look at something like the first Avengers movie where I think that's going right. to... Well, or like not on the same level as back to the future but like it's gonna hold some sense of co- pop culture yeah moment, but we're not gonna look at that as like well that's good cinema you know what i mean and so it's just i think yeah. that would have been back to the future's problem at the time but in retrospect it one million percent deserved a best picture nomination a best director nomination i really strongly believe that christopher lloyd deserved a nomination yeah particularly looking at the other supporting actors of that it's just i don't know it's it's weird to see everything in retrospect it, it, it is and I just yeah this is one of those Oscar years that like makes me mad because like not only I mean you could probably say this for anything but like it's not even that out of Africa makes me that mad as a winner it's that it makes me so mad when it's like these are the films that you could have chosen out of a like films that were made that year and even be like other films that were nominated alongside it yeah and this is what you chose like yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to see not, like what if I'm like like looking at the movies that came out in 1985, like mm-hmm. so many iconic movies came out that year and we're not talking about Out of Africa. Like Back to the Future came out, The Goonies came out that year. Mm. Um, Clue, great movie. Yeah. Um, the first Mad Max, The Breakfast Club. I'm actually shocked The Breakfast Club didn't okay, get a hold on. nomination. When, okay, the question, though, is when did it come out in 85? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Well, because I'm just like... February. Because I do know the, like, window for eligibility was a little bit different back then. Yeah. So no, that's what I'm trying to be like. eighty-five. That's so weird. Like, like, I'm shocked The Breakfast Club didn't get a screenplay nomination. Um, Color Purple. Yeah. A Room with a View. I think... Hold on. I don't want to, like, speak wrong on this, but I think A Room with a View was eligible. Is it... The year... When did it... I want to say it wasn't eligible that year. That's possible. But return but to office, which apparently did win. Okay, or, yeah, a room with I I I'm right. A room with a view was eligible for the following year of awards because it won best um adapted screenplay. I was gonna say I'm like I I don't believe that a room with a view did not at least get nominations, much less. But yeah, looking at like the films, like some yeah. good movies came out. And, Clue. That's a that that's a movie. <laughs> that is a movie. That's a film. <laughs> That, that is a, that's a picture that's weird <laughs> science didn't age great but that's a fun movie i just like but yeah no it's not 1985 that's some good movie like i'm looking at this and like god now i want to watch one back to the future again i recently just re- i love back to the future we we know this about me Tracks. i love back to the future great movie yeah. i don't really like the second one i hate the third one again jurassic park and back to the future where it's like, I think the first one is one of the best movies ever made. The second one, or, well, but Jurassic Park, I don't like any of the sequels. I don't mind yeah. the second Back to the okay. Future. There's some good jokes in the second one. It is similar. 
it is similar to how I feel about like Pirates of the Caribbean, which like Johnny Depp aside, like I think the first film is a oh, great is one is like, a great movie. It's a movie movie. Like the best feel- like live action Disney movie, I think, since Mary Poppins. And I yeah. don't know if there's been one to top once because it crossed that line of like it's so brilliant where it's like, yes, the ride is the source material, but it is right. a true action adventure film and a well written yeah. one. Yeah. I um I I I do think that like it's also one of those things where like that and Back to the Future have the same vibe of like they became a franchise film. Yeah. But like when they came out, they were one of the most original things ever seen. Like, you know. Yeah. Yep. Oh. We could have had it all. <laughs> Apparently, we had this. Uh, Clue did not do well when it was released, and I'm like, "Yo, people in 1985, yeah, I like, wake up." The same America that put Ronald Reagan in office, but <laughs> I'm dead. All right, what is your letter grade for Out of Africa? Uh, that's hard, honestly. I'm trying to hold on. I need to go because there are some elements in it that I do think are impressive. I think yeah. this is weak. I think Robert Redford and Meryl Streep are individually giving fine performances, but together are, mm, um, I don't know. I'd give it a solid C. I think I'd give it uh, maybe even a C minus. I was because I'm like between a C minus and a D plus. I'm also trying to figure out. I know that I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. I'm like, what does that like translate to in a letter grade? Probably like a C minus yeah yeah d plus somewhere in there and what do we (laughs) what do we class it as is it a great fine or bad best picture win it's a bad best picture winner i would agree i will say i've got a letterboxd um private list so like nobody go look for it but a list going where i'm ranking all the films as we watch them and this is currently sitting only above crash Mm. Um, and that's because I, I mean, don't yeah. think it's as offensive as crashes, right? Um, but otherwise, it would be dead last for now. I like honestly would not be surprised if Out of Africa stays in my like bottom ten, even yeah. at the point where we get through all of them. Yeah, like I'd even still put it above Green Book. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. Because I do think there are a handful of things that are, like, genuinely offensive to me, and Green Book is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like I find them offensive, not, like, offensive to, to me. Green Book is personally offensive to me. Um, but, yeah, and I do think it's, like, better than that. But still, like, it's just not. Because, and it's, like, it's not a complete disaster. There are good elements, but it just, it doesn't it just, come together. Long, and the bad elements drag it down. And it doesn't, I think it doesn't really want to commit to anything it's trying to be. And it feels like it's, it feels like the kind of film that should be saying something, but it's not saying but anything saying at nothing. all. Yeah. Like, I don't know what my takeaway was meant to be. No. Nope. Other than, like, Africa Pretty, which, like, feels kind of like part of what it's being is, like, Africa is, is actually great. And it's like, thank you, white people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, this uh, we got happened. through it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we never have to watch it again. I certainly won't. Nope. Um, <laughs> Out of Africa is on Netflix, though, if you are interested. After hearing this glistening review we just gave. 
Um, <laughs> so I will personally Venmo you $3 to just go buy Back to the Future on Prime. Anyway. I caught it. No, I won't. Um, no, I won't. No, I won't. That was a joke. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where can people find you on the internet, Nicole? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. I had to think through that really hard. Um, at Nicole Ackman 16. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at LexWilly underscore, or you can find me on TikTok at, at MoonshoesLexi, where I demonstrate that I can perform every part in Into the Woods during your It's very impressive. Thank you. Um, I saw a Watch Mojo video that said it was one of the hardest songs to perform in musical theater. And I said, bet. And I spent like a solid four hours <laughs> in a break part. And now I will show that I can do that at any drop of the hat, including now. No, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us for this episode of Best Picture Rewind. Um, we will be back next week to talk about 12 Years a Slave. Um, and until then, um, have a good one. <laughs>